Be serious. It's time to start. I can't. Hello, and welcome to His Hands Behind the Scenes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan so, took over it. For, it's harder than it looks. What are we going to do next? <laughs> starting, starting like that, that's exactly how it goes. That's I as did, far ahead as I thought. Nathan, Nathan grabbed the bull by the horns, and then the bull quickly... Quickly tossed him off with its horns. Uh, the bull didn't have a guitar. I was like, "What do we do?" Yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. No, no. You start. You start. We start every time by start saying, strong. "Welcome to His Hands Behind the Scenes." Behind the scenes. I have. And then I've been trying to think of talking. other like alternative behind the scenes show names today. No, mm -hmm. and I couldn't like. I couldn't think I of keep, any other clever. I keep telling myself I'll think I of one. I can't think of any others. And I've made that like, no, no, you, you think of one. And then I don't even think about it until about five minutes before we start. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed to think of something. And then I just, by the time the pressure is too high, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, you choke. It's like, ah. Well, I wouldn't say I choked. I, I would say. I meant you I think that's a little as harsh. a proverbial me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I want to be, uh, that's a microaggression, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to say. Is that is that the appropriate use of that term? I don't know the appropriate I don't, use of that term. I don't actually know. All right. Um, Getting triggered with his hands church. Um, <laughs> a small portion of the, the people listening will know what that is. And uh, hopefully they don't try to go research it online because they'll fall into a hole that will just, like, you'll never get out of that hole. It's a deep one. <laughs> it's a deep hole. Um, welcome to his hands church behind the scenes. Uh, we're in a deep hole. And we're gonna try to get out of it. We uh, we do this podcast yeah. uh, every once in a while. It's not it's not something that is a, a regularly scheduled thing. But uh, when Nathan and I get some time, we like to talk about different aspects of our church. Uh, really pull the curtain back so that uh, you who are, are part of our church can learn why we do things the way we do them. Or if you're someone that's just sort of figuring out whether or not this is your place, you might have questions. And hopefully, we'll be able to answer some of those in. In a lot of depth, like mm -hmm. the idea when we first started this, I was thinking, man, there's all these questions people always ask us, and I can just tell them, oh, that's a great question. We actually have a podcast episode yeah. that, it, and, and so right. that actually happened to me two weeks ago. Yeah, but I, but what I totally did was I said, that's a great question. We get that all the time, and then I told them about the podcast. But then I went ahead and went on and explained everything that was in the podcast. That, so that's probably totally, at the same time though. That's probably if they had the time and you had the time. That's probably good though. I know. I don't. Anyway. I did not have the time, and I'm oh. pretty sure they didn't either. I, it was just me. But you got out of habit. You just, yeah, I just was like. Explain everything. I was like, oh, I'm so, this. it's working. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah. And then I just completely and totally just started rambling and. Gave and a I was long like, answer. And another thing. And then I had this thought, was, what if I didn't, did, did we say that? No, I don't know. So anyway, that's why we do this podcast. Yeah. I'm Justin McTeer. Uh, this is Nathan Fowler. Hello. And uh, yeah, here's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we had a couple things. We we have we have sort of like a backlog of stuff that we can talk about. Yeah, a few a different things yeah. that we get asked a lot. And we'll we'll get to those. But mm -hmm. actually, today I was talking with Ben Sykes, who's a big part of our church. He's a mm -hmm. awesome volunteer that's helped out for years. And yeah, playing so. playing piano, playing keys and organ and stuff on Sundays, singing all the and time. Speaking on Sundays in the past. Mm -hmm. He was on our teaching team. He's written curriculum for us. He's yeah. He's like uh, he's part of a different podcast we're doing, uh, kind of separately that we haven't rolled out yet. But he's just all kinds of stuff. He's He's a man of what would you say? I'd say a many talents. Man. A renaissance that's a much renaissance better. man. And he's one of those guys that's smart enough that if you said Renaissance, whereas like you say Renaissance to me, I think, <laughs> yeah, I generally know what the Renaissance was. <laughs> I think like Shakespeare and some art. He'd probably be like, Oh, the Renaissance was a, a movement that began in fifteen ninety I'm probably really Right, right. but but, ben but is, he, he is, would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost walking encyclopedia a little level bit. of intelligence. 
and he's just a super cool dude. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, so ben Sykes, mm-hmm. you know, you you need praise. We're praising you, Ben. Uh, but the uh, no, he actually said, hey, in passing, he's like, oh, by the way, next time you guys do that, and I was like, well, actually, gonna, we're going to do one today. Mm-hmm. He said, what you ought to do is is talk about why we're called his hands. Right. And I hadn't even thought about that. Exactly. But that's a, a good one to do. A so great question. Why his hands? Before we jump into to really the 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 nuts and bolts of his hands, so um, I uh, you, you know that I like to play video games because I'm a mature mm-hmm. adult, <laughs> and yes. uh, I'm not ashamed of it. I you know, it's it's, it's I can tell you a, a super sad story about why that has to do with my older brother being in a car accident and not being able to walk for a year and playing video games with me. And that's a true story, by the way. And so video games were like I just have these yeah. memories, and so yeah. and that will make you accept me socially and go well that's why as an he adult has. That plays video games no yeah now hold on <laughs> i wouldn't so much say i play a lot. i don't play a lot of video games mm-hmm. i'm just an enthusiast and so sure i have video games my yeah. son plays them more than me yeah i tell myself i'll play and have fun and i never get around to it but there was a period in my life before i had children and, and uh i played a lot and i just started working at the church and me and chris fournier who was on our team back mm-hmm. in the day running the, the the facility he had he had an xbox i had an xbox and so we play a lot of Xbox together, um, like on our days off. Mm-hmm. And my, yeah. my, my Xbox name was His Hand Grenades. And I was super <laughs> proud of that. His Hand Grenades. His Hand Grenades. And I That's really. Right. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> and I wanted to find someone who could make their name His Hand Guns. And yes. then our names would. And then, like, and then there was this plan for this could like snowball. And you could have someone that was like His Handlebars. And someone could be His Handkerchief. And because, you know, Handkerchief is actually spelled like Handkerchief. And so it would just like. It is. Like, is hang, it? Yeah, no, look it up. I'm oh, like, I, I trust you. Well, I, I believe you. I don't trust. Hold on. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So I had this. My, my point is I had this plan. and uh, To just gradually brand all sorts of things starting with his hand something. Yeah. you know, His he, hand fill in the blank. His hand lotion. His hand <laughs> uh, sanitizer. His hand, I don't know. Yeah, hand, 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 handkerchief. It is Hand kerchief. Wow, I really thought you were wrong, and I was actually trying to pull back so as not to embarrass you. But the D but is you were the, dead. The, the, you were phonetically. Right. I no, was wrong. I'm looking at it. Phonetically, wow. the D is not said. It is, is handkerchief. Handkerchief. Yeah. Handkerchief. Wow. No, because the English language is okay. jacked up. Yeah. No, I just learned less. something. There so why go. are we, Nathan? Why well, you've been here longer than me? So why are we called his hands? By a couple months. By yeah, but months. that counts. So you should know the answer <laughs> to this question. Oh gosh, well, more than me. Um, when did you first hear about his hands? What was your like? Oh, okay, when I first heard about his hands. It was a friend who was involved. He was going to be leading the the youth group, you know, the group for, I think they were at that time sixth grade through college age in one group, and it was basically a home group. They were meeting at his house. You're talking like, about the guy that had my job before I had my job yeah, back in the yeah, day? Yeah, Dave, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's a good guy. And he was an awesome guy. Uh, was a good friend of mine and had been a mentor to me uh, going through high school, and uh, he was involved with his hands getting started, um, and... Uh, I distinctly rem- remember him talking about this church that was going to get started, and he was really excited. He was telling me all these good things, and then he told me they were going to call it his hands, and I, 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 I'm almost certain I made a weird face at him. No. Because I was just like, you're you gonna, made what? A, you made a weird face based yeah. on an instantaneous reaction to something? Yes, I, I'm a That's pretty... That's crazy. What Me, a strong, instant emotional reaction? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just... It, yeah, it, no, I get it. stuck with me for a while. Uh, uh, it's his like, hands. It's still, there's still times where I go, why are we called his hands? Like, maybe we should pick a normal name. Um, like, I still feel, feel weird saying that to people yeah. to this day. But then at the same time, it's good because it's a reminder of why we're called his hands in the first place. And, and yeah. whatnot. Um, well, I was mine so was sort of similar where like, you know, I uh, I came here originally 
to work with with students. Yeah, you were um, interviewing. I, I was. They, yeah, we had reached out to recruit you, right? Yeah, actually, kind of. well, sort of. What actually happened? Long, and I won't go into the details, but uh, Doug Bennell, who mm -hmm. was kind of like, uh, what would you even call called Doug? He was like the operational guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he was kind of running all the internal yeah. team leadership management, day to day operations. Yeah, he bumped into a dude named Will Goodwin, who uh, mm -hmm. is a pastor actually in Canton, and good friend mm -hmm. of mine. And Will was kind of my mentor in high school. I think yeah. he basically approached Will and said, hey, we're looking for someone. Are you interested? Yeah. And Will was like, nope, but I might know some people who are. And then Will yeah. reached out to me. I was up in Kansas City. And wow. He, yeah. yeah. So that's so. thanks, Will, for turning it down. Yeah, thanks, Will. Um, yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I called and obviously a lot of stuff's happened since then, no longer working with youth and doing other things. But, it's, uh, but, but I, I heard about it. And again, in fact, Will actually told me, now, it's kind of a strange church. Like, right. That's what he yeah, said. It was. Yeah. Especially for that time. And I didn't know we're what he still, meant by that. I'm still like, a what, little weird. What do you mean by weird? You mean like, because weird can mean a lot of things in church world. Like, it can mean Yeah, it can mean anything. Kooky. Yeah, it can mean anything from like awkward from my particular perspective all the way up to they have snakes. Yeah. They're yeah. actually handling snakes. Yeah. It, that could fall under weird. That's really weird. Yeah. There's less of that I don't these wanna, days. I almost, I'm just, I think that I was almost a big thing went in the 70s. Into, no, no, it was in the charismatic movement. I almost went into a big snake thing, and then I was like, that's a big, just like, I'm yeah. actually going to, I'm proud of myself for avoiding. Good, yeah. I mean, all right. So, same thing, his hands, that's a strange name. And, uh, and I, I remember coming here and not really knowing why it was called his hands. Right. I really didn't. Um, yeah. Because yeah. back then we didn't really talk about that much. And, uh, and I just know I was really annoyed with the name because in the early days, our URL is hishandschurch.com. But when you have to like tell people your email address over the phone, yeah, it's like his hands, it his hands church. And they're like his hands, his not hands, like H, because you don't say that D, yeah, like H, H I S H A N D S. Right, you have to spell church. It out. Com. I had to spell, <laughs> and it was like all the time. I'm like, oh, why, why couldn't it just be like <laughs> very first something world else? problem, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, very first world. Probably. But I get it. I immediately but the name annoyed I immediately me. understood where you're going. With and that. you're right yeah. that it's a weird name in the sense yeah. that most churches have either like a name that's rooted from it's, a denomination. Maybe it's from the denomination, something straight out of the Bible, like a location that was special in the Bible, like a mountain. Yeah. Or, or like a super cool word in today's world, like a yeah. word like relevant or Re yeah. renaissance church. It's anything with cross or point <laughs> yes. in the name. Or you both combined. Crosses. There's probably a cross point church you just Yeah, there really are. <laughs> cross stitch community I church. Actually, I have a good friend who's involved at a church called Cross Point in Douglasville, and they're awesome. Someone's just spilling yeah, bottles but, uh, everywhere behind us. There's bottles flying everywhere. Um, so his hands, like it's it's, it's very total. Like there's kind of a general clump where church names, like oh yeah yeah that makes sense as a church name, and then his hands yeah. doesn't make sense. What if we were first still. united his hands? Which as a total aside sounds like a soccer team. Almost. As a total aside, yeah, I've never understood the whole first being in front of your church name. Because, you know, like in like some denominations, there's a first, and it's like, Jesus said the first will be last. <laughs> and the last, so if I were naming a church, I would be the last such and such church. Yeah. Last United Presby Baptist I whatever. think it's actually part of denoting the denomination. Like first Baptists I know, that's fine. are different than... I think they are too, but like I'm saying different kinds of Baptists, whoever the first person that I made that decision, the they should have called it last. Because right. the first are going to be last. By yes. naming it first, you've just guaranteed you guys are last in heaven. When there's a big buffet for Read dinner. Read the playbook, y'all. Yeah, when, when we all go to heaven and we're in that buffet line, uh, the people that go to first churches, are they're, they're stuck. And then Jesus will be like, I said it clear as day. Don't, don't try to be first. I'm sure that's how it works. It's got to be. So, so what, what really I think makes it even more interesting about our, our name and why is it his hands um, is because 
you would think if our name was his hands, then like hands would be this symbol that would be uh, right. Like we'd have a, a logo with hands, and we talk about. It. But but when I first came, it was his hands church, and then the tree of life was this symbol of what our church was. So mm-hmm. Steve was always Steve, who was our founding pastor, was always talking about the tree of life. And we have this artist that goes to his hands named Marlon that was really inspired by the tree of life painting. Yeah. And so if you walk into our building, there's all these trees of of life paintings that are like everywhere yeah. and we'll have to do a tree of life podcast another time to talk about why that's so important yeah, to that's our, a good that'll idea. be a good one but it would have made a lot of sense if you if i would have walked in here you know eight years ago when all the tree of life paintings were already up because back yeah 10 they, years they ago, were they just starting to get hung on the wall yeah and, but, mm-hmm. but even if you walked in here today yeah and i said this is called tree of life church you'd go yeah like that makes sense i see these paintings tree of life of paintings trees on all the walls yeah. and uh and so I remember for me, it was whenever I first transitioned, you and I were, were transitioning into the, the lead roles here, mm-hmm. late 2013. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, we were taking over for Steve and Susan mm-hmm. and we were in this, we were in this period of time where for about the first six months of that, I feel like most days were me and you just having these intense meetings where we were questioning everything about the church. Yeah. Like, why do we do it this way? Right. Let's make, we were, we were making a lot of changes. We were um, trying to make sure that we preserved what needed to be preserved. Yeah. Like when you making all the changes, which you, going through that kind of process, I think we were both trying to be really intentional to go like, let's dig all the way down to the foundation and make sure we understand, like you don't change something without inspecting why is it this yeah, way Yeah, not arbitrary first. change. But, yeah. but, but we knew so that to things mindful. needed to yeah. move forward because things had kind of stagnated a little <coughs> bit, and that, that happens. It yeah. was no one's fault. It's just it, right. was, it, it, was, it was time to make some changes. Right. And some of those changes rolled out really smoothly. And I'll never forget, like, the, we had that meeting with all of our – we had this Wednesday night groups and classes back then, mm-hmm. and we were switching from that to home groups. Do you remember that meeting where we had – we brought all the home group – the Wednesday night leaders together, told them we're making a big change, we're switching to home groups – and we explained yeah. it, and they were not excited about it at all. No. And they had all these questions that we hadn't even thought through. I, I, so they were like, what about this? And we were like, great question. I don't know. <laughs> it was not, and that was like our first, uh, yes. their first taste of us being in charge, yes. and that, that was not, their confidence was I, not. I don't think that built confidence with them no, very much. But no. at the same time, all those people have stuck with and supported and been. Yeah. It, was, it ended so, uh, that has gone on to be such yeah, a no, thing. Yeah, no, home that, groups are awesome, and, and our teams, everyone But sometimes trying so, to make those changes feels like, <laughs> So I remember as, as we were going through that, as we were going through, and this, I probably, to make sure this is not a tangent, like I remember in that period of time, we were we were looking yes. at everything and saying, should this change? And we added a service and we changed a lot of things in how our staff worked and how people mm-hmm. were focused, all this kind of stuff. And we got to the name and that actually would have been a really, that would have been a really, uh, like it would have made sense at that time to change our name. Right, that would have been the moment if we were going to go, hey, we, we figured out a good name for the church that's better. That yeah, would have been the time. I mean, we, we, were, we had a change. That would have been the time to change We had a change it. in leadership. We, yep. were, we were launching our, our second service for the first time when yep. it was time to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been like, and we are, we're, mm-hmm. we're becoming Tree of Life Church, and it would have made sense to everybody. Sense. We would, yep. The logo is already done because Marlon's made all these paintings. You just pick which painting of Marlon's do you want to be the logo. Done. Yeah. And it would have, I think people would have actually received it, it really fine. well. Yeah. Um, but we, we really believed and felt like, no, 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 the name His Hands mm-hmm. is, that's something God that's right. gave to, I, to yeah, Susan. Yeah, I remember you and I having a discussion where, where one, one of those meetings where we were just kind of like digging back into, why are we doing what we're doing? Like, let's really ask the why questions. And because um, we were both, we, I think we were both, uh, at least I was kind of thinking, yeah, we, we should pick a name that, let's pick a name that doesn't seem weird the first time you hear it. 
Um, and that was kind of like the, the first thought, but, but you were the one, I think, that brought up, wait, I th this is a name that, that God spoke into this church. Yeah, and, and, so, and that's a big, you know, even talking about our culture and mm -hmm. going behind the scenes, pulling the curtain back. Yep. So, so there's always like, I had a meeting with a, with a friend of mine who's, who's a pastor, mm -hmm. really great guy. Um, and I really respect him. And he's, he's got this like logistical mind that I do not have. You know that I'm not blessed with logistics. I think more than you give yourself credit for. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to appear humble. <laughs> so then, then no, um, no, you don't want, you don't want me to, to plan details too much, not too much. But anyway, um, he asked me this question one time. He's like, man, so when would, when would you sell your building? Like, tell me the scenario that you guys would sell your building and move into a new place. And I, I never, we had spent so long trying to fill up our building because we had such a big building mm -hmm. to start with, that I, yeah. selling it, I'm like, what? Well, first we're gonna pay it off, then we're gonna yeah, sell it. But, right. uh, but, but I, it, it hit me because I never thought that. And I told him, I thought for about 30 seconds, which is actually pretty good for me to, pause and to think. think. Yeah. Uh, and I told him, well, God would have to tell us to. And he kind of looked at me puzzled. Um, and, and the thing is, he kind of comes yeah. from, he's a, like, this is not a knock. He just comes from the, the church planter world where everything is like, we've done our demographic study. We've yeah. determined that this is the best location to put it's a very church based on. Approach. It is. It's a very like yeah. marketing analysis, data driven that. way to start a church and all that. And it, it works in a it lot works, of situations. Yeah. But his hands did not start that way. Nope. Uh, we did not, Steve and Susan did not choose this building because they did this data analysis right. of projected growth in the community and, and homes within a radius and ease of travel and traffic and discern that. God told them, they mm -hmm. believed, yeah. and I agree, that God said, that's where I want the church. Yep. So they said this. So I told them, I said, look, yeah. we're here, we're where we are, because God said to do it. That's right. So we won't move mm -hmm. unless God says that's right. to change. Because yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah. And the name's kind of the same thing. Yep. God said his hands. That's right. We can't change that unless God says to change it. That's right. And then that forced me to go, okay, well, then why? Yeah. Why are we called his hands? Mm -hmm. And some, some things started to come to my mind. Like, I started, honestly, I started thinking about the hands of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And right. we have this statue in front of our building. Yeah. And it's this awesome statue of Jesus. And uh, it's one of those things where it's so funny because we are a non-religious church. Mm -hmm. We're about as, as honestly, we're, we're more non-religious in the sense that we're kind of a little bit more unfiltered, a little bit yeah. less, uh, we don't take ourselves that seriously. And yet we have this statue in front of yeah, the church. We have statues. And Steve, it's a very traditional thing to have statues. Oh man, yeah. Steve was making the joke when we were filming him for the ten year anniversary. Like, as he was kind of giving us his retrospective, and he's like, "Here we are. We're building this non religious church. And what what what's more religious than a statue of Jesus?" <laughs> yeah. And so it is kind of funny, but that statue is such a picture for people of yeah. who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, not yes. just who he is from our perspective, but who he actually is, because he's a he's smiling. He's smiling. Not he's not angry he's, or intense. Yeah. His arms are open. Open. Yeah. And he's basically saying, "Come, I want you here." And his hands are very prominent mm -hmm. on that statue. So I thought about the statue and the hands. And I started thinking about all these times in Scripture where Jesus is placing his hands on someone. Mm -hmm. He's touching something. And yes. he doesn't have to. Like, like, like the one that really pops to my mind is uh, there's a leper that he yep. heals. And it was illegal to touch a leper. Yeah, yeah. Because, that, because they, they understood to a certain degree. They didn't understand germs. But in their mind, it was all about ritual unholiness. And so... Lepers were ritually unclean. Mm -hmm. If you touched a leper, you became ritually unclean. And so you were not allowed to touch a leper by law. Right. To, to touch a leper meant you would be expelled from the community. Yeah. So here's this leper that comes to Jesus. Eyes are on him. People are watching. And he's already like a marked man. Right. The Pharisees are looking for any reason they can to, to use have something against him. 
And he has healed people just by saying a word. He healed Lazarus from death by speaking. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go touch Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Um, he healed a, a, a sick guy from like from miles yeah, away. Long distance. Long distance. He didn't have to touch that leper, but he did. That's right. And he risked a lot doing it. That's so right. There's all these moments, that, the nails on the cross. There's mm. just a lot of moments where the hands of Jesus mm-hmm. show up. And then that led me to this one thing. And I just want to say this and then let you talk about how you've seen this work out. It, here's, what it, here's what it really reminded me of. Uh, and I think this is a big part of why God, God wants us to be his hands church. Um, the story of Jesus is the story of God rolling up his sleeves and jumping into our mess. Mm. God right. did not decide, even though he could have, just like Jesus demonstrated with his miracles, mm-hmm. God could have fixed things from afar. Mm-hmm. He is powerful enough that he could have spoken the word yep. and sin could have been dealt with. And, you know, he, he could restore everything without having to touch it himself. Mm-hmm. And That's right. I think we all know what it's like to like, especially if you have kids. Like, I remember the first time I had to change my, my child's diaper. The diaper explosion where oh. it goes everywhere. Yeah, because for the and first like few months. you're trying to, like, carry them with oh. the very tips of your fingers you're trying to the tub like, to rinse ha- Exactly. Off. You're like, how can yeah. I? Or the first time yes. your kid, like, vomits on you. And, yep. And you're trying to, like, you have to touch it. You should, it's always the first time because pretty soon you're yeah, like, you oh, care. it happened again. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> just like, to. whatever. But there are, there <laughs> but are yes. things that are messy enough that yeah. your natural reaction is like, how can I address this yes, without as, touching? As little contact Spray something from far away. Right. And God could have been like that with us. He could Absolutely. have looked at our mess that we created. It's our fault. Oh, man. Yeah. And he could have been like, I need to fix that. But like, I don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. But no, he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my hands yep. on this. I'm going, yep. the story of Jesus is the story of God going hands on mm-hmm. with our mess. Mm-hmm. And I think something that God has, has wired us to do as a church is to, to A, be okay with messes mm-hmm. yes. and, and messy people. Yep. Because we're messier than that's we, we admit. Real life, it's that's yeah. reality. Yeah, we're all messier than we like to admit. Like, yeah, we, it's just this is true. Yeah, but to say we are going to be hands on, yes, with the mess of mm-hmm. of life with people. Mm-hmm. We're we're Jesus went hands on. We're going hands on, and so His hands is His hands because we're hands on in our community. We're hands on in people's lives. We don't go like, oh, you're having problems. Um, yeah, want here. Here's a referral to, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we help? Let's 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 dive in. And I think there's something to that, yeah. you know. So what what is that? I mean, I say that it was a long kind of no, spiel I, for me, but that's what actually do you... really the way you spoke. That is mm. is very much how I think. Of well, it. thank you, Nathan. Um, I I think about. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, no, yeah, thank you. And um, what was what was your favorite part of what I just said? And. <laughs> What if I was like a really self-gratifying person that was like, no, no, like, go, go on, go on. Like, like could you Continue. try to like yeah. fish, fishing really hard for the compliment? So was it, no. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> there's, so there is, there is such a, um, a human tendency like to want to avoid messiness. Like I'm a really tidy person, so like I like avoiding messes. And I feel messy when I really step back and reflect about my life. I feel like I'm a mess if I'm honest, uh, most times. There's a lot of good, but there's a lot of mess too. And so there's an immense power and healing that comes from experiencing God, not just as creator or as heavenly father, but in the way he personified himself when he was here as Jesus, which very much lines up with how David and prophets in the Old Testament wrote about him, but it's not what most of us 
when you look throughout history, like that's not what the normal experience was for people who are kind of keeping God at arm's length. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be at arm's length. He wants to be intimate. And um, what you said about him healing the leper reminded me of, I remember reading um, some, something online about, I, I'm interested in psychological news and stuff like that. I just think that kind of the psycho news network, just whatever stuff. No, but just stuff like I, 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 I like reading different whatever else is out there, like new learning and research or whatever. PNN. And um, there was um, there. It's now known that there is a, a significant difference in just going to a doctor and being treated and prescribed than going to a doctor who who cares and 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 when the doctor touches you. There is something that in our body, we, we respond and we start to feel better just by the touch of someone who's taking time to empathize mm-hmm. with us and care. That it's, it's not like there's magic happening in our body, but, but we start to feel better before we even get the medicine because the attention and empathy and hands out that the doctor would take that time. And, and they specifically mentioned, I remember reading, they specifically mentioned that there's something about the physical touch of that doctor touching you and taking time to empathize with you. And... Um, and when I read that, I was like, oh, that, that's what Jesus is like. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you said about the leper is, is he's not just going, okay, here's your mess. Here's what you need. Here's what you need to take. Here's what you need to change in your diet. Like, go, you know, like it's, he, he does step in and care and he's willing to be involved in, in our day-to-day life and, and touch us where we really need healing. And it's not, not just in the like, hey, here's what's broken and it's fixed. But it's it's the care, mm-hmm. it's love, it's love. So, um, it's uh, it's for me a reminder when I think about our name. It's a reminder of His love for us that He would do like you said to to give that attention to that leper who who has probably been craving mm-hmm. the affection of a human touch for as long as he had been sick, mm-hmm. and no one could touch him. He hasn't experienced a hug, mm-hmm. hasn't experienced a handshake. How much we need that. Mm-hmm. And to not get that for years, and to go to Jesus, just hoping to get well, and that He went as far as to put His hand on and give that affection. That, that's that's really deep and special. And so we're we're in that place where God wants to to do that in us and for us. It's also uh, for me a reminder that that's our role. Yep. Because for me, just the way I'm wired, I'm a very black and white person. <laughs> Like a real, like whatever I get into, I'm real extreme, mm-hmm. 100% into this, 100% into that. And so it's easy for my personality type when you do disc profiles or Myers-Briggs type stuff. I'm like the very type A. So it's very easy for me just in my own selfish thinking to like write off anybody that's not totally on board with wherever I'm going. Right. <laughs> and be like, fine, all right, if you're not with me, you're against me. Um, and it's a reminder of how Jesus was so not that way. Mm-hmm. That he was like, hey, no, 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 don't. Just because things aren't going great for that person right now, you don't write them off because what Jesus would be doing is to go, I'm going to go pick them up. I'm going to go carry them. I'm going to go be with them and walk with them hands on. Yeah, and you know, as you say that, it's a reminder to how, like, okay, so we talk about this a lot. And, and it's, it's on one hand, I always want to preface this because it's so important that we never, ever be people that are like, pointing it at church and saying you're doing it wrong because that's just religion. Yeah, there's no help blaming. No. Like, it's no good blaming anyone. Well, like you can, and you can always, a, it's a never-ending thing. It's a losing game. It's yeah. a never-ending thing. There's always yeah. something to look at. But 
we do have a very strong desire, and I would say I, I believe it's a God-given desire that we we, we want to, we see some things in church culture that we want to see change. We we do, yeah. And and we have we've said this in previous you know podcasts that we we're kind of unique in that we have grown up in a time. You and I were in our early thirties, and we've grown up in a time when since the time we were born, I don't know if there's ever been a time in like church history where the world has changed as fast as it's changed. You think about the, the world, mm-hmm. you know, my grandpa was born in 1917. He passed away a few years ago. So when my grandpa was born, like the world still looked a lot like it had looked in like 1817, Yeah. you know, but within the next 20 years, you have things like cars and, and, you know, airplanes would have been right around that same time. And so by the mm-hmm. time my, my grandfather died, we have the internet and mobile phones and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was born at a time when horseback was still the primary still method of travel. Yeah. But, but that's how things had been for years. And so we just live in this, this time when society changes very fast. Mm. Society started changing really fast, you know, a long time ago. But yeah. churches, church tends to be sometimes things that are rooted in tradition can be a little bit lacking. So I, I, I feel like church kind of held on really tight to mm-hmm. the way things had been. But then since we were young... Church has probably changed as rapidly, it, not in terms of beliefs, but in terms of, like, you walk into a church today that, that's, that's been started in the last 10 years. It feels like you're in a whole different world than a church that was started. In the, it just does. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. So we've seen a lot of change, and most of it really, really good. But one of the things that, that we, we talk a lot about being, you know, authenticity, how as, the, the, as churches have become so much better on average at the production quality, and the excellence factors, mm-hmm. things like that, what tends to kind of go by the wayside is authenticity. And what can happen with that is you become really focused. You, as a church, you become really focused on kind of putting on the show for people, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, you, you insulate yourself from the people as you do yeah. that, right? right? And so, you know, we, we, could, we could spend all of our time, all of our time in meetings, planning sessions, cultural things, doing things like this podcast, uh, and, and then get up on our stage and, and talk to people about life, but we're not actually living life with the people we're talking to because mm-hmm. we have created this like this bubble that we live it's in. Insulated. It's insulated. We're insulated. And I think yeah. that happens a lot in church, that church mm-hmm. leadership can become very insulated from life because yeah. we, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably don't work at a, at a bit, if you work. You probably don't work somewhere where 100% of the people you work with are passionate about Jesus. Right. But 100% of the people we work with are passionate about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I go, I, I come here eight hours a day. I am surrounded by people who pray and are passionate about Jesus. And we might have our issues as a team. Yeah. But everyone here is like amazing. Yeah. Then I go home Absolutely. to an amazing wife who's passionate about Jesus. I have my kids. And so I, if I wanted to, I could literally close myself off from real life. Yeah. And now I'm this person trying to help the people that, that are part of our, our mm-hmm. church. But I'm losing touch day by day with what life really feels right. like. Because I'm not hands-on. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it might become it might be really excellent because of the time we spend in those mm-hmm. meetings. It might be really, really good. It, people might go, wow, that was a really well put together, whatever. But if if you don't go hands-on mm-hmm. and stay hands-on with life, mm-hmm. you you forget what the yeah. real problems actually are. And so one of the things I noticed about Jesus is that, talking about being hands-on, yeah. he was interruptible. Like, yeah. He was on this mission, but the, the most lowly, unimportant person in the eyes of society 
it seems like, if you read the Bible, had access to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone tried to bar that access and be like, hey, he's a little too busy. He's, uh, do you have an appointment? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he's not going to. Yeah. Jesus would be like, no, no, no. So he'd stop everything, and he would go hands-on with that yeah. person's problems. Yeah. You see it with Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. You see it with the, the, the woman mm-hmm. who had the bleeding issue. You see it with Bartimaeus, the blind guy. You see it like left and right in mm-hmm. Scripture. Mm-hmm. That's and right. so church, and we say this a lot, church should look like Jesus. That's right. It just should. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a no-brainer. So if Jesus was so passionate about being interruptible, jumping headfirst into real life, into real pain, mm-hmm. and sometimes it was messy. Like sometimes it didn't, like, mm-hmm. it's not like that just made everything go smooth all the time. It, it ruffled a lot of feathers. You know, when, when Jesus ate with Zacchaeus, the people in that town, they were not happy. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't smooth. It was, it yeah. was messy. Yeah, it's not like Zacchaeus was already a reformed criminal. No. Like, no, he was still totally criminal. <laughs> like, and, and you know what's so funny? Extorting everyone in his local community. We don't really know, right we don't really know what happened in his community after he left. Because no. Zacchaeus was this guy, he was a ta- if you don't know the story, he was a tax collector. He, ri- he ripped people off for a living. That's what he did. Yep. Then, he has din- then Jesus comes to his town. Jesus calls Zacchaeus out. Everyone's probably thinking, oh, Zacchaeus is about to get like taken to task. Right. And Jesus says, hey, you're the one... I- Tonight, I'm eating dinner at your house. And everyone's like, He's, why would he go eat with a right. sinner? Then we don't know what Jesus even said to him, but apparently it was powerful because Zacchaeus changes. And he's like, I'm going to pay back everything I've stolen and then some. And then that's all we get. What we don't, you might assume that everyone in town was really happy because Zacchaeus was paying him back. But then sometimes people aren't happy right. when the person that they used to look mm. down on is now someone you should look up to. That mm-hmm. actually like, yeah, they, I, I, bet, I bet the aftermath was messy, mm-hmm. right? That's probably true. Yeah. But Jesus didn't avoid messes. No, that's right. And I think one thing we have to be really careful about as our church continues to grow and, and mature yeah. in our quest to do things really well and to be excellent and knock it out of the park, a lot of the times, the more you're focused on that, the less tolerance you have for messes. Right. Because messes aren't excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we're going to be his hands, yeah. we need to be able to embrace messiness in ourselves, in people, in our own processes and how we're doing things and yeah. just go, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not trying to make this some pristine, perfect little thing. We're messy. You're messy. So every once in a while, there's going to be some messes. And when those happen, we will work through them together because mm-hmm. that's what it means to be hands-on, you yeah. know, his hands. So... Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's you know, there's one of the things about hands is you, you can tell what kind of work people do Ooh. if you look close at their hands. So you're a guitar player. So do you have, like, some guitar players have one fingernail that's longer. Are you that guy? I have all the nails on this hand are long, and I've got, if you look at the fingertips over there. Right, I'm going to touch pretty, your fingertips. Hold on. They're, they're pretty gnarly. Are they gnarly? Oh, yeah, like super calloused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I've, got, I've got brothers that are, are carpenters, and they're, they're really good. Um, but you get, you get tough hands. But so they don't feel like soft. They don't feel like you've been getting manicures, and they don't feel like you use lotion. You have soft hands. Um, if so it's like you're talking about like my video game controller calluses. <laughs> Can you tell? But, yeah, no. I'm but, just feeling my own fingertips, and they're, they're now I feel less manly because I just felt. That's, well, that's silly. Don't I feel, feel manly because, hey, I felt your, your fingertips. <laughs> and that man points just went way down, and now I'm feeling my own fingertips, and it's just lower. I'm in a hole. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a manhole. Well, but all that to say is, like, that's, that's always historically been one of the signs of the upper class who mm. don't get into 
hard work, which is, which that's a stigma in itself. But, but the one condescending way to look at upper class people is like, oh, well, their hands are so soft, you know. It, it can, they never had to get their insult. hands a little dirty, you know. It can be used as an insult. Absolutely. They've can. never had to swing a shovel, you know. Um, You're, but Jesus. Is that a phrase? Uh, yeah, I don't swing know. Swing I'm probably mixing up metaphors. <laughs> I don't know. But it, I'm just picturing swinging shovels. I'm like, That's, that sounds extremely dangerous <laughs> to the people around you. It, it sounds like a mosh pit almost. Um, but Jesus, Jesus, in a career he, sense. Jesus swung a shovel a few oh times. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. Get it all out. He's a shovel swinger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. What I was trying to say is that, that you can you can see what kind of work people do when you when you look at their hands sometimes. And Jesus would have had carpenters' hands, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's it, it, not that like, that's a perfect metaphor. But I think there's something about one. when you look at the we we got to pick. What do we want? Do we want soft, clean, manicured hands and go look how well I take care of? And myself. by the way, r- r- religion or like. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not religious in its in its look, something that really values things mm-hmm. being respectable, yeah, excellent. Because mm-hmm. in our minds, yeah. what religion tells us is the better it looks, the the nicer it looks. That's the that's, measure of success. Yes. That's the measure that you're pleasing to the Lord. Yes. And so it, sometimes it can be a really well intended thing. I'm trying to stay, t- you know, but it's it's the wrong direction. Yeah, wrong direction altogether. Um, yeah, whereas, like, like church shouldn't feel like a really nice hotel. You no, know what I mean? No, yeah. I well, what, and what I mean good, is, I like, the facility could be beautiful, mm-hmm. and it could be really well organized and really well run, mm-hmm. okay? But, like, if I go to a really nice hotel, I'm going to walk in, and the lobby is going to be beautiful, and the food's going to be great, and, uh, you know, I, I can't afford the food at hotels. I've learned that, so I just I don't <laughs> eat the food. But I bet the food's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and there's going to be people really helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Like the concierge and and, uh, and and the people working the desks and whatnot. They're going to be really helpful. They're going to have the information I need, and I can go to them and say, hey, I'm looking for them. Oh, great, we'll direct you there. And I go to my room, and it's ready for me, and it's beautiful. But then, like, if I'm having a really bad day, I'm not going to go to the hotel concierge and be like, hey, I'm at a breaking point. Can you please... <laughs> help me they're gonna go uh so the swimming pool is you know what i mean like th- that's not what they're there for Everything's and sometimes programmed. it is right. and because and, and, the purpose of a hotel is to give you a really nice experience mm-hmm. or give you a really nice mm-hmm. moment mm. and that's not the purpose of church mm-hmm. like the purpose of, a, of church right. is not to give you a really great sunday so sometimes you can walk into a, a, a especially churches that are larger and whatnot and and it's like and we are one of those churches that's okay you walk in, and we value these things. It is, man, you walk in, is it clean? Is it excellent? Are, are there people at the info desk to help you, you know, know where to go if you're here for the first time? And, and yeah. yeah, you go, here's, here's where you drop your kids off in your kids' area. Wow, isn't this really nice? And you go in, and it's organized and well-run and helpful, and all that stuff's good, and your experience in this moment's good. But if you are in a really bad place, like, you should never go to someone. It shouldn't be hard to find someone that's like, all right, cool. Because we're actually here to dive into your mess. Mm-hmm. That's we're not right. here to give you this really great hour long, well, hour and well, a half uh, yeah. long experience. We're we're here to meet you where you are, mm. and you, you you shouldn't have to make an appointment. Right. You, if you didn't have to make an appointment to talk to Jesus, you shouldn't right. have to make an appointment just to, to be able to get five minutes, ten minutes with someone. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying necessarily the person in charge because you know we only have so much time in a day. But it should be easier to get access to people to help you in your mess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I keep. I, I realize that's like the fourth time I've gone. Does that make sense? No, it's gonna I'm be with my you. thing. I'm with you. Does that make Does that make sense? 
<laughs> so like buckets and squirrels. Okay. Pulley system in a tree. Everything gets, does that make sense? <laughs> you see what I did there? I just started connecting random things. <laughs> random and then I asked the question, asked does that make sense? sense. I, I, like, no. I was hoping that's all you're doing because I was like, if you're trying to go somewhere, this I, I'm lost. Yeah. Man. That's probably a sign that this is, this is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that's actually one of the things, this reminds me, as we close, um, one of the things as we close, what the heck? Like it's a, I'm, I'm going into my, my Sunday morning speak. It's the, it's if the worship team would, would come. Which is such a polite question, but it really means is like, hey, worship team, get out here. Like, yeah. Because it's not like, hurry you, up. you guys can't be like, it means kind of like nah, oh, hurry up. We're, give us a few. It's always like. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, when, I remember when, when we first transitioned to the roles we're in now three years ago, one of the first things that happened was we kicked off home groups. And mm-hmm. you were the one that really that championed that and launched yeah. it. And that, the way we launched it was you came out and you shared the story of, of you dealing with some mm-hmm. pretty intense mm-hmm. depression for yeah. a good bit of time yeah. and how you needed people around you to, mm-hmm. to, to dive into your mess. Yep. And so I remember being really struck in that moment because it's not normal in church to see the leadership peel back layers and go, yeah. Hey, I'm, this, I'm exposing myself in like my, here's, my some raw here's my emotion. Here's, here's my, my mess. vulnerability. Here's my weak points. If you want to know, it's like, if you want to know where the, the weak spots are, you know, this is or, or it's done in that way, but then know. it's but it's because it's like a huge triumph has happened, and so it's like right. But that but you you were sort of like, and I'm better, but I'm still we're in still, process, still in process, definitely in process. And I think that was a really like you leading in that way, you sharing that, yeah. such a great example again of like, hey, his hands aren't afraid of messes. Mm, that's right. We're his hands. We're not afraid. And, and to anyone listening to this, we're not afraid of yeah. your mess. That's right. That doesn't mean we won't like maybe challenge you to. Mm-hmm. Let's we're not clean up. To the, stay there. Let's let's get this mess taken care of. Let's mm-hmm. do some stuff about it. But we're not we're not afraid of your mess. We're, we 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 kind of want you to bring it. Yeah. Because he can he Jesus the Holy Spirit he will deal with it. He will fix it. He will get mm-hmm. there. And we'll That's roll right. up our sleeves al- alongside him. That's right. And help you out. So Absolutely. His hands church. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping that name. His hand lotion. I think there's a something there. His hand like there's a product line. <laughs> I'm serious. I joked about that on Sunday, but I think we his, could like uh, in winter it could be his hand warmers. His hand warmers? I didn't even thought about that. Mm-hmm. His hand sanitizer, his we hand lotion, his hand warmers, his, his hand puppets. His hand oh, my uh, possibilities uh, are endless. His hand what else? His hand. I'm running out. I think that's all I've got right now, but give me some time with a whiteboard. We'll see what we come up with. All right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of His Hands Behind the Scenes. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We will.